I've heard some pretty ugly things about those guys. Ugly stories. DJ Rob Nice. You can't walk around the block without hearing him. Shaking the tongue and raising the dead, that's Lord. for sure. Shaking up your block, lighting up the city, baby. Gotta love that. <laughs> <laughs> well, also in the building, we have uh, the Right Reverend Minister, Pastor, Counselor Samuel T. Rossley, and the T stands for Leroy, the T is silent. <laughs> it's that kind of Django thing over that's there. Nobody know what that T stands for, so you gotta be silent. <laughs> But also in the building, if you're looking at us here on camera, you see another great face from the city of New Haven. I'm talking about, well, this is fam, really. Scott X. What's, what's up, up my man? What's up, cuz? But here's what the deal is, you know. This is my fam, Kodak. Yeah. This is fam. The X stands for you, you wow. fired. The X, <laughs> the X is silent. <laughs> I like the comeback. <laughs> I love the comeback. Oh, you got to be quick here, brother. You got to be quick. <laughs> yeah. That's Cassius Clay, boy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> rumble, young man, rumble. They will, they will each spit you up. Yeah. Chew you up and spit you out. Yeah. Wait, wait, here's the deal, Scott, Scott X, you know, uh, you know, like family to me. Yeah, man. And, you know, uh, it's been a while since he's been in here. He hasn't been here since we're doing the morning show. I literally had to chase the other morning show off the air out here and had yeah. him go wow. syndicate wow. in order wow. to get him to come out of here. You, know? you throwing heavy uh, blows now. Oh, uh, uh, what? Shotty blows. You know I'm the boxing commissioner. I'll I know. You, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I'll suspend you. Blows Speaking of, <laughs> Scott X, uh, if you don't know who this guy is, let me just give you a little background on him. Uh, who don't know who Scott X is? Nah, you know, Come that's something. That, that's something. Someone sleeping under a rock right about now. Well, first of all, you just heard him say he's the boxing commissioner. That's not a lie. That's not a joke. No, he is the boxing commissioner for the, uh, the state of Connecticut, right? Yes, sir. And he's also uh, the president of the NAACP, uh, the state local chapter. President. The state president. State president. Uh, for the NAACP. Uh, he, uh, Scott X has been involved in a lot of stuff to include in my life. Uh, we go back uh, to, well, when we first came to this country. That's right. Young ones. I mean, uh, his, uh, his grandparents and my mom were, were very close. My mom was like your grandparents' daughter. That's right. So we grew up like cousins. You know, right. it was like that was the thing. From St. Luke's to St. Andrews to, uh, I mean, that we was We were it. cousins. Exactly. We still we are. are Let's keep it that way. <laughs> you know, uh, every time we, we see up. each other, what's up, fam? <laughs> I call him. He pick up. What's that's up, fam? Right. You know, that's just the way we are. But um, I want to talk with you right now about the arts and social justice and evening with the Greater New Haven NAACP. Tell me a little bit about that. Well, I'm not the New Haven NAACP. As I know, but I'm seeing that you're the state guy, <laughs> I know you know what's going on. So right. just to let everyone understand the structure of the NAACP. Please do. go. Uh, well, elaborate more on that. We have 16 branches throughout the state. Throughout the state of Connecticut. Right. So they're ran like... Uh, Franchises? The example I could use is like they have their own like city hall. They have their own government. Mm-hmm. And I would be like the governor. So I don't really run the day-to-day operations for City Hall. I, I, I run the state operations. So I deal with state issues and they deal with local issues. Oh, okay. I support them, help them. We work collectively on, on initiatives me. and projects. But I'm not the president. Dory Dumas is the president. Shout out to Dory Dumas. Dynamic uh, sister. The dynamic. Yeah, we, I, I hear a lot of great things about her. I also grew up with Dory. Dory is um, a really, really strong community activist in the area. And, mm-hmm. you know, so that's pretty much their operation. Stop I also you. wear another hat. I'm on the national board of the NAACP, and I represent from Delaware to Maine. And uh, I don't stop. Three-headed <laughs> man. I'm loving it, man. <laughs> and I'm the national criminal justice chair. For that's the four. There you go. He, 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 West so Indian, baby. Keep, keep going. Fifteen jobs, go. man. There you go. You can't give jobs. us one yeah, job. Yeah, that's the pro- I gave him one, <laughs> one job. Fifteen job. jobs, man. He messed it up. That's right. Because I didn't give him fourteen more. The T and the X. The silent mind. <laughs> but anyway, um, so right now we're we're working on uh, the million jobs campaign for the formerly incarcerated. Okay, let's That's talk about that. That's one of the that. huge campaigns. Please tell me a little now. bit more about but this. But the pilot program is actually happening in Connecticut. 
Okay. So in 1986, there was approximately 6,000 people incarcerated across the state of Connecticut. Mm -hmm. This is around the time when Bill Clinton signed the crime bill. Right. And that's when the real massive incarceration came through. Right. And people were getting locked up. And now I think, well, I'm, I'm going to go through the story pretty fast, but so we can talk about other issues. But uh, when Dan Malloy was in office, it went up to 24,000 people incarcerated. And this, wow, remember, this dude. is the third smallest state in the union. Right. So uh, when Dan Malloy got in office, he's a former prosecutor. He knows that the majority of people that are in prison are not violent offenders. Mm -hmm. You know, people got caught with a blunt in the car, little right. stupid stuff. I got a dirty urine. They're locked up mm -hmm. for a serious time for very minor crimes. Right. And that's because of the three-strike law. All that stuff mm -hmm. okay. that was going on at that right. time. Everything was about lock them up, lock them up, lock them up. As right. you know now, the opiate crisis, everything is about okay. help. Help, research, addiction yeah, services, yeah. Yeah. mental health And issues. we talk yeah. about that. Compassion. Yeah, this is what we talk exactly. about. We hit this all the right. time. Exactly. Crack, the crack epidemic, they were locking lock them up. Locking up, locking yep. up, locking up. Excuse my language, but crackheads up no, for, no. Uh, for he, minor offenses and right. giving them serious time for it. Correct. Instead of getting addiction services right. or mental health issues. Right. Uh, you knew that they weren't no Nicky Barnes or right. Al Capone's mm -hmm. big exactly. time gangsters. Right. They were getting big time gangster time. Right. And now you have people out in the suburbs that have these same similar issues that mm -hmm. are not getting any time. They're, they're not even getting felonies. And uh, they're not getting misdemeanors. Uh, there you you're go. Absolutely right. It's, and it's a very sad situation. So the point that I'm making is that uh, now, uh, well, excuse me, Dan Malloy wanted to get it down to 13,000 people incarcerated. Out of he wanted to drop 50% decrease. Almost, yeah, about a 50% 50, 50 decrease. Now, we know that, economics was that was the motivating factor. $60,000 a year to incarcerate someone. And, okay. And they were $1.4 billion in debt. Whew. So all the stuff wasn't about cat, compassion and oh, concern. Oh, it was about no. business. It's always about business Absolutely. with these people. Absolutely. So now Ned Lamont wants to get it down to 8000 Huh. Right? The, the issue is that, once again, as the state conference president of NAACP, we have 16 branches across the state. Majority of 85% of the prison system in Connecticut is black and brown people. Right. So the majority of those individuals are coming out to our communities. The Correct. question is, are we ready and are we prepared mm -hmm. for these individuals when they get out? You know, and as well as I know, and mm -hmm. the pastor knows, that that's, we're definitely not ready for Right. Mm -hmm. And the question is, are there jobs ready for these individuals? And mm -hmm. I've been watching and, and analyzing and assessing that a lot of these re-entry programs that are so-called helping our people mm -hmm. is a lot of BS. Correct. So there's a lot of training, 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 and no job. Right. Training, training. They're getting paid. Right. But the young brothers and sisters, and they're coming to me, Scott, I pull my pants up, I cut my braids off, I'm wearing a shirt and tie every day, and they're still not giving me no job. What's mm -hmm. up with this? Mm -hmm. And I'm hearing this not only in Connecticut, I'm hearing it in Chicago, I'm hearing it in L.A. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, it's kind of like I feel it like, you know, when the uh, – when the housing crisis happened, you saw everybody was a, a, a mortgage broker and everybody right. was like hustling right. mm -hmm. the whole mortgage and housing thing. And Poverty pimps. There you go. And you see now. You now know, everybody's in the re-entry re hustle. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. Now I'm, I'm, I'm about criminal justice reform. You yeah. start seeing Jay-Z and mm -hmm. Meek Mills mm -hmm. all in this and everybody's got money coming around and now mm -hmm. Pumas is being advertised and re-entry. So you're like, what the hell is going on here? Right. Mm -hmm. So the thing is, is that I'm I'm really striving to like move all those clowns out the way and get real brothers yeah. and real sincere sisters that are really about the movement and really about helping our people in that space. Uh -huh. So the Million Jobs campaign is about getting real concrete jobs and real concrete training for brothers and sisters so when they get out there's a real a reentry and a real sustainable job that they can get. Well, that's the point that I want to highlight. Uh, when you say real jobs, because in today's world, we're looking at the jobs that the people without criminal backgrounds are getting. The best that they can get is like the lacks of the Amazon warehouse without proper, uh, without an education or something to that nature. What percentage of this, uh, of your job training, are you pushing towards entrepreneurship because I believe that is the one area that we are missing so strong in our community especially. Well, to be honest with you, uh, in reference to the jobs campaign, what I'm striving to do is get jobs for individuals. Mm -hmm. The majority of the jobs in urban areas across the country mm -hmm. are hospitals. Okay. Since the fact factories left, the number one employers are hospitals. Okay. In 2013, the NAACP came out with a report, and you can Google this uh, on the internet, uh, about the NAACP hospital 
reciprocity report, economic reciprocity report. And in that report, it shows that the majority of the boards of the hospital are 99.9% white, mm -hmm. mid-level management, senior management, doctors, nurses, as you know, it's all right. people coming in into New Haven and then yep. they leave New Haven. Raping the hell out of our city. There economic rapists. Hartford is the same thing. Yep. Chicago is the same thing. Mm -hmm. And on and on and on and on. So the point that I'm making to you is that the majority of the jobs are in the hospital. So we're holding the hospitals accountable. Which, and we just signed an agreement with the Connecticut Hospital Association to try to change the demographics and change the situation for the jobs there. Mm -hmm. So Yale New Haven Hospital Systems has 26,000 jobs. Mm. 26,000 jobs. How many of them are open? Uh, I would say probably about 2,500 to 3,500 a year. There's a brother named Kevin Myatt who's in charge of uh, human resources there. So he's okay. been very helpful in reference to letting us understand the whole hospital industry. Okay. So other, other industries is the advanced manufacturing jobs. Okay. Uh, in Connecticut right now, there's probably about 55,000 jobs in advanced manufacturing. Explain That's that the old Sikorsky, Pratt right. & Whitney, but now it's more technology savvy. Correct. So there's a lot of computers involved. The yeah. robots are involved. Right. So you, it's not just, you know, Eli Whitney mm -hmm. tool and die right. anymore. Exactly. It's a lot more advanced technology involved. So what type so, of training would someone need so to have So what we're trying to do is do concurrent training in the prisons and okay. outside the prisons. Okay. So when you walk out, yeah. you can get a fifty to $60,000 a year job. If you work your overtime, you can make seventy dollars to $80,000, $90,000 a year. Hmm. And um, these are really good, well-paying jobs. Somebody gonna get robbed tonight. I'm coming out in ten years with a seventy thousand dollar job. Stop playing. Stop. Let me stop. Let me anymore. stop. <laughs> that's 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 the uh, what we're striving to do. Right, and that's a, that's a great step to hear that you're stepping into those areas. And you know the hospital game. You know, it's just like... And we're breaking down some serious barriers, man. This is yeah. not easy stuff. People are scared of dealing with formerly incarcerated. Mm -hmm. You know how Donald Trump works right. with mm -hmm. the fear tactics and right. all the Correct. games that they try to... Oh, there's going to be a bunch of rapists coming in here. Trying right. To, and that's... Well, here's the, the deal. You want to talk about a bunch of rapists. Why don't we talk about the people who roll up into our cities and beat the hell out of the cities and then go back to their little they nice... They don't pay taxes here. Yeah, they're on due jack. And what people don't realize, when you look at the, coming to the hospitals, the courts, the, those are just the basics. You, what the jobs, the, the doing all these different stuff. Look, you work in New Haven. Something happened to you and you're from North Haven or Hamden or wherever the heck you're from. They don't call North Haven... <laughs> ambulance to come get you you know it's something going on here you use our resources mm -hmm. these are all the things that people forget that they're raping the hell out of our cities but you, by not giving back in some form you're not getting you're not getting that kind of depth that kind of analysis that kind of breakdown in the media mm -hmm. it's not easy to see it's easy to take a picture of a brother in handcuffs right, right. it's easy to put a brother on the cover of the hey new york independent maybe mm -hmm. and then talk about this whole crime <laughs> job i know i've no i've gone after paul about this several Ooh, time that was a low blow because that's what they do no boxing commission no no boxing that, that was that was that was he saw it coming oh, that was, that was, that was, nice hook. Uh, okay. but yeah so they do that all the time right and they and and and, and because and, and of course they say you know this is the face of crime right this is what crime looks like uh -huh. we don't do this kind of analysis mm -hmm. we don't do this kind of in-depth reporting we don't do this kind of perpetuation right that's joe right. young in the but, morning but yeah. but when you got that consistent you know that kind of thing it's probably they're not the machine they, yeah. they, right they're yeah. not looking at that mm -hmm. as crime as a matter of fact you go back to the whole opioid thing right mm -hmm. when they're talking about that all the research, all the uh, um, help and all that kind of stuff. You notice they keep saying the opioid crisis. Correct. They don't say the drug crisis. Right. They drug say war. Epidemic. No. Right. Drug war. Exactly. Yeah. Right. exactly. Right. It's the opioid. Right. It's, so right. we specifically focus on not, poor not white folk. Not and, heroin. And middle class white folk. Right. 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 Not we heroin. just talk dope. We, they are very, if you listen, you yeah. don't even the have to listen closely. Right. Yeah, if you listen, you see exactly what they're talking about right. and what they mean. Now, question. You, you gave a number for the hospital in yeah. terms of jobs, 20... Well, that's just Yale New Haven Hospital. Yeah, Yale New Haven. Of course, the state is 100,000 jobs. Right, right. But what my question is, is are those jobs the jobs that these guys and women can get coming out of prison, or are you talking about all the jobs that they have? So there's two issues. There's, there's mm -hmm. brothers and sisters that are out, and then there's brothers and sisters that are in. So we have to do it concurrently. We have to train on both levels. Uh -huh. uh, CONCAT is pretty much a good... Uh, 
measure of what Carlton Heisman has done in New Hallville. Uh, he, uh, I don't know if you guys know who Carlton yeah, Highsmith yeah. is. Oh, absolutely. Okay. But for those who don't know, yes, Carlton Highsmith was uh, a brother from, well, not from New Haven, but he went to Yale University, mm-hmm. and uh, he started a company called Specialized Packaging. Right. He did like Frito Lay mm-hmm. bags, yes. right? Uh, Close up boxes for mm-hmm. the toothpaste, uh, Clorox. He did all, all kinds of specialized packaging for corporate, major corporations across the country. Mm-hmm. And. Uh, Make a long story short, he sold the company for like $400, $500 million. Mm-hmm. After Nine. he sold the company. Nine. 900, excuse me. <laughs> Correct. I stand corrected. <laughs> so uh, after he sold the company, he came back to New Haven, and he had a conversation, I guess, with Yale New Haven Hospital and Yale University. What are the major jobs that you need in Connecticut? The two major jobs, excuse me, not in Connecticut, but in New Haven. Uh, the number one jobs that, well, the number... Two of the major jobs were phlebotomy in reference to taking blood, mm-hmm. and then the other one was coding. Mm-hmm. So he said he took a dilapidated building in Science Park, made it state of the art. He had black contractors mm-hmm. uh, build the, uh, uh, rebuild the uh, infrastructure, the yeah. infrastructure, mm-hmm. and uh, he had one floor for training for phlebotomy and another floor for coding. And now the individual it takes ten months training, and then you go directly to a job. Mm. And uh, he provides the financing for it. And he hired Eric Clemens, a young brother mm-hmm. from, from New Haven area, uh, to be the CEO. Now they're buying a lot more property and doing a lot more training uh, around jobs. They're doing culinary training now. Uh, and um, that's pretty much what they're doing. But we're trying to emulate similar that, that type of tra- just using the model, mm-hmm. using that type of training inside the prisons and outside the prisons to help uh, deal with this job crisis. What type of support are you getting economically and politically? Right now, from the governor on down, we've got a lot of support. Uh, I just went down to Washington, D.C. last week. If you look on my social media, I had a conversation with Nancy Pelosi. Mm -hmm. I had conversations with the Congressional Black Caucus. So we've started the campaign about eight months ago. Mm -hmm. We're still knocking down doors. We had probably about 300 companies come out of Southern Connecticut State and Southern Connecticut State University. We've sat down with the casinos. We sat mm. down with the construction leaders. We've sat down with the IT people. Mm-hmm. Now we have to drill down and really get the training such situated, the financing situated. We're sitting down with the Department of Economic and Community Development with Dave Lehman, who is the ch- commissioner there. Mm-hmm. So pretty much everyone, we've got all everyone signing off on it. Now we got to actually drill down and get the jobs and get the people into the jobs. So it's uh, a three to five year project. Three to five year and project. We, and so let me just break break down the million jobs. Mm-hmm. So there's 70 to 100 million people that have a blemish on their record across America. There's approximately 300 million people in America. Mm-hmm. So one almost one what? third of America right. has been affected by the criminal justice system. That's how how much this stuff reach out reaches out. And to out people. of that one third, you're looking at probably like 80. We're trying to just get a million jobs. people, right? 85 percent. 85 percent. Wow. People right. of color. Yeah, it's up there. It's up there, dog. Is when you crazy? look at that, that is so crazy. People don't understand the massive reach right. of this criminal justice system. And then what people don't understand is you One third of make America's these nasty affected. statements like, get a job, get a job. Like, it's just easy just to just That's go out right. and get a job when you've been wrongfully incarcerated. That's right. And now you're walking around with this stuff on your record. But, they're, they're, you know, that disease that they have known as racism. Now, during the opiate crisis, nobody's getting no record. No, exactly. Right. Exactly. 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 Record. Man, yeah, there's right. no record, right? Say it again. Yeah, there's no record. <laughs> record. Yeah. <laughs> they don't even make don't those. Make they make CDs. No <laughs> <laughs> they don't even make CDs. No Can you download <laughs> my time? <laughs> there's no opiate record. There's yeah. opiate CD. Yeah. That's yeah. funny. It's a download card. Yeah. 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 You know, the next time the judge give you a, a sentence, uh, could you put that on the flash drive? Could you download <laughs> it. Right. Wow. That's wow. deep. That's real deep. But so the point that I'm making to you is that. With a million jobs, we're just scratching the surface. Right. Yeah. Right. We're just right. scratching the surface. Wow. So, so let's go to the million jobs. So, Connecticut is approximately three million people in our state. I'm just giving you round off numbers. Mm-hmm. It's approximately thir- 300 million people in America. That means we're one percent of the United States. Approximately one percent of the United States. So, what we're striving to do out of that million jobs, what is one percent of the million jobs? 1% is 10,000 jobs. Mm. So we have the pilot program going in Connecticut. So no, no, no. The 1% of a million is 100. Oh, well, yeah, 1%. Yes, I have 10%. Right, come on, ugly. You're right. Don't so get true. ugly on me. You're in line. This is that, ugly math. That, yeah, so true, man. <laughs> this is the way. Listen, man. 
I'm, I'm working on so one percent. Let me work on my common uh, core. Uh, yeah, let's go ahead. Calculate out. <laughs> calculate out. So ten thousand jobs is our job here. So if we go to California, mm-hmm. California is approximately twelve percent. Mm-hmm. So we need to get one hundred twenty thousand right. jobs there. If we go to Texas. Texas is approximately, once again, approximately ten percent. So we need to get one hundred thousand jobs there. New York, approximately eight percent. We need to get eighty thousand jobs. But the first thing what we have to do is get the ten thousand jobs in Connecticut. Okay. So. I, so I, I guess you know you, I want to talk op- about John Hopkins Hospital though. Yeah, well, we definitely can. I'm talking with Scott X, the Connecticut president, cha- the Connecticut chapter president of the NAACP. Uh, Scott X, uh, he's informing us here about the jobs, uh, the million job uh, operation that he has gone. I'm going to let you continue. So you talk about John Hopkins, so which is again, out of DC. No, out of uh, Baltimore. Baltimore, excuse me. One yeah. of the, one of the toughest cities in America. Right. Correct. Mm-hmm. And. Uh, John Hopkins, in our research nationwide, we're trying to figure out who is the uh, number one entity of hiring formerly incarcerated people and sustaining it. Mm. Through our research, we found out that John Hopkins Hospital is is one of the best uh, in this particular area, hiring formerly incarcerated people and sustaining them. So they have approximately, once again, a hospital institution. Mm -hmm. They have approximately 40,000 employees there. 10% of their employees are formerly incarcerated. So about 4,000 out of the 40,000, which is great. Mm-hmm. Yes. So if we use that 10% rule, mm-hmm. right, and there's 100,000 hospital jobs in the state of Connecticut, we need to get 10,000 jobs. 10% of the 100,000 is 10,000 jobs. When I talked to Kevin Mai, I said, Kevin, is this a legitimate number? He said, Scott, let's go with 5%. Mm-hmm. That's more reasonable. I said, okay, fine. So okay, we 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 our our goal is to get five thousand healthcare jobs in the state of Connecticut. So we're halfway there now. Okay. Right. So now, Advanced Manufacturing has fifty-five thousand jobs. Right. Okay. Let's say ten percent of that. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, let's go down to the five percent. So let's say twenty-five hundred dollars. Excuse me, twenty-five hundred uh, jobs. Money's on his mind. Keep it going. <laughs> twenty-five hundred jobs in Advanced Manufacturing space. So now we have mm-hmm. seventy-five hundred. The point that I'm making that this is doable. Right. This is doable. But, you but see, we got to have people focused. We got to have the boats all moving in the same direction and really get down and make sure that we're holding people accountable and employing our people and training them so, so the jobs are sustainable. Most interesting is that you say we all have to roll in the same direction. And it is always my thing to look at, especially young uh, men of color, and to see, be, you know, people like to always put this brand on young men of color just this negative brand on them. And I'm so like, I focus in on them because they are, people like to say, you know, children are our future, but they don't like to look at how do we help them get the future going. I'm loving what I hear you say that you're doing. I'm concerned, however, what type of, you know, I want to know these jobs, not what type, you explain what type, but how uh, are you gonna put a mechanism in place to make sure that these individuals are elevated and not just put into a job and stuck there for 20, 25 so years. So definitely we want to push for upper mobility. Right, but that's, that's all exactly around education and certifications and all that kind of stuff. Okay. First I got to do is get you in here so you don't get back in trouble. Right, right? okay. So I got to get an opportunity for you, right? Okay. Then I, we have uh, Marco Jakian who's in charge of the community colleges and the state college system. He has partnered with us so they can get additional training outside of just getting the training inside the prison or just in the training in the community. Okay. No, you, no. I, I, so that's but, for the upper mobility. I, but, but I understand. That's the mechanics of that. But there, then there's the social aspect of it where right. it's you have guys who are qualified to be elevated, right. but they're not being well, elevated because... That we have to deal with exactly. Too, that's the social All issue. All kinds of So how, w- is right. there something that you guys going to... St- I want to know well, that and that's after the, you that's, put people that's in, you're That's what the NAACP on does on a regular basis. Right, but right. I want to know that you're going in and like, okay, let me know what your numbers are for promotions so in qualified again, positions, let, by the way. The I'm not two, just saying to promote someone because they're a minority. Right. Go ahead. So the 2013 report will show you that we've analyzed the hospitals and the makeup of the hospitals. Okay. And where our people are hired. The majority of our people are cleaning floors. Right, cleaning correct. Cleaning toilets and making Exactly. Beds. And they've I'm been doing it for years. Right. But a brother fresh out of prison is not going to be an x-ray technologist. That's right. What, he's not going to be a doctor. But you never know. Based well, 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 on what you're explaining right to me. Right out the gate, it's not going to happen. Hear me out. You have okay. to train for that. Okay, but what happens to the training that you get within prison and outside of prison? You don't get to train on an entry level. Right. That's yes, the entry, entry level. level. Okay. Right. 
Well, so, so you have to set up those mechanisms for the right, but that's yeah. the community college thing, right? That's right. Right. Yeah, and 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 I'm so glad you're using that because right. that is such an underused, right. underappreciated value in by this us. in People, the country no, 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 period no, no, no. in a lot of ways. Listen, I'm going to tell you why I say by us. I'm going to tell you why I say by us. I know someone who came as a group, as a matter of fact, who came from Morocco and from India and that stuff. And there, they take advantage of that first two years in community college and saving all this money and then transferring over to other four-year colleges. So we have to look at that model and say, saving your parents a ton of money. And And yourself. And children of incarceration. So if your mother was messed up in drugs and your father's, you don't have any parents that could come up with all this money. So Gateway is a great opportunity. Yeah, community college. I mean, I went to community college when I was in the military. I took classes in the military. I transferred all classes, all those credits to Morehouse. There There's less money I had to pay to them. Correct. It's a great, great resource, and we are underusing it. Yep. And you know, and they even have things set up. I'm the first tour, mm-hmm. actual, you know, official tour I took of Yale. Mm-hmm. The guy who toured us had just graduated like weeks before mm-hmm. from California. He went to a community college for two years because they got schools set up for kids who have high SAT scores, right. mm-hmm. and they go to community college for two years and transfer into right. Ivy yeah. League schools. Yep. That's right. Yep. Yeah, and that's what he had done. Right. That's the, they have that mechanism set. Yeah. You're right. right. More than and, one and way to skin a cat. Gateway looks beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah. That ain't no you get off the highway, you, you look you're like, wow. It, yeah. looks better than, it looks better than other institutions. But, but, but you also got to know what classes to take. That's you can't right. just right. go in there and take yeah, cooking and gra- and, and transfer right. into and a four-year college. This is where I say you got to, for you to get a great education if you're right. Yeah, you, you, but you got to know it, though, because here's one of the other things. My trainer, the guy that I, I work with right now, he's he's going to get, um uh, what's, what's the thing called? Uh, what, okay, some in medicine. But anyway, <laughs> he's finished basically the courses to get a two-year degree, right? Mm-hmm. And they're saying, oh, yeah, you know, you got all these good grades. You're going to be valedictorian. He's like, I don't need that. Because what they're doing is that if he graduates with that, he's going to lose money going to the other situation. So you do have people inside of these institutions, quite frankly, that are keeping people connected to the institution. So you got to know what you're doing going in there. And okay. you got to listen to people and not just the advisor. Right. It's one of the reasons. And I'm oh, I had an advisor that told a kid to take five damn classes. I'm like, what are you doing? Yeah. But, but I the average person that goes to Gateway, or excuse me, community colleges across the country takes yeah. six years to graduate. Right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Because they don't have yeah, strategies, they, just, they don't have people do, giving yeah, the right stuff. They got to do a lot of other but, things. But, but no, no, I up. just want to say this on air. Yeah. I was appalled to recognize and to yeah. know. You're right there. Um, Southern Connecticut State University. You can't throw a rock in this city and not hit a black person who graduated from Southern Connecticut State. Right. <laughs> they don't have an alumni yeah. association. Well, they're getting it together now. The blacks are Mike Jefferson and those guys. Are, are they doing that? Yeah, I'm so okay. glad because I'm like, what's wrong with you? And when I mentioned it years ago, I mentioned they're like, well, you know, we got so and so who's at the school. You can fire employees. Yeah. You cannot That's fire right. alumni. Right. That right. is power. A lot like, of power. Black folk who go to HBCUs and black folk who go to Ivy League schools understand That's the right. power of the alumni, alumni association. Right. right. You got to have that together, but not just have it. All these black kids coming down here, coming coming to uh, coming up here, really, or whatever they're coming from, you need to be coaching them, helping them, advising them when they get here of how to how to um, um, use that situation, that university, in the best possible way, so they can advance, they can move forward, and all this kind of stuff. And don't let them just go in there blind with the. You got to turn white schools into HBCUs in a lot of ways by taking over those boards. Exactly, taking over those boards. Also, alumni having, does that. having those people. alumni associations. Y'all telling outside. private meetings here. Don't <laughs> no, be giving no, out our no, secrets. No, they already know. Everybody oh, else no, doing it. Everybody right. else is. Already doing yes, it. That's right. Yes. Yeah. They're already doing. Let yeah. me tell you what happened. I just found it yesterday. I signed. I I, I I looked through the little app thing, whatever it was, to the Harvard um um oh, what do they call it? Harvard Club thing. Mm-hmm. The, you can go to the hotel and that kind of stuff in New York, which ain't about crap. <laughs> and you know, they said, you know, put your stuff here to see if you're eligible. So I put my stuff there. See if I'm eligible, right? I looked at my uh, my email yesterday. They sent me a bill. I ain't signed up for nothing. <laughs> they sent me a thousand dollar bill talking about this is your bill for the month. Are you crazy? <laughs> I just want to know if I'm eligible. Yeah, I just I'm eligible. eligible. Like that, thing. I'm like, well, I think it's fair to say you eligible. <laughs> I know I'm eligible, but God darn, you know, eligible for the bill. Too. Thank you. <laughs> I'm like, you better take this thing and throw it away. <laughs> and, and you proving that it ain't it ain't about crap that you know, know. just just have this thing because that's, that's how you getting people in here. Are you yeah. kidding me? But 
that's the kind of stuff that happens all the time oh, on the that time. end, and we not doing comparable and and legitimate stuff on our end for our own kids. Yeah. We need to stop doing that, people. Stop. I'm, I'm yeah, this is a lot of fun here, man. No, we got no. No, oh, listen. Every black preacher is either a frustrated lawyer or a frustrated comedian. Don't, don't, don't let them fool you. Don't let them fool you. Or a retired pimp. Anyway, you see this? You see this? Oh, low blow. <laughs> that, that was a low blow. That wasn't silent. Commissioner, that take wasn't him out. Silent. That take him out, Commissioner. That was a low blow, that Commissioner. Was Come, on. Come on. Come on, man. It's all good. It's all good. Listen, I got to thank uh, the, the right Reverend Minister Samuel T. Rossley, and I told you that T stands for Leroy. It's silent. Anyway, <laughs> got my man Scott X, fam, and the X stands for maybe I'm fine. <laughs> It's silent. It's the silent. X is silent. You silently fight. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So if I don't silently move out, you see me complaining. No, why? <laughs> but Scott X, it was great having you in well, here. Thank, thank you. Thank you. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, We'd definitely man. love to have you back here yeah. because these are the things that I want to keep updating people on what's going on as far yeah. as the million job campaign, uh, campaign mm-hmm. that you're yeah. doing. That is awesome. Mm-hmm. I think it's great. Great stuff. People. Thank you very much again for coming in thank you, thank and you, sharing that with us. The NAACP uh, loves I, I, ugly radio. There we go. I love to hear that. <laughs> it's the advancement of the colored people. At 100. 100. Why do you think I got you, bro? This is beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> you guys stay connected. ugly. <laughs> oh, man. Silent your phone, please. The buzzing is just uh, 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 every five seconds. Harry, go play in the street. <laughs> <laughs> With no hands. <laughs> really? Better yet, go in the middle of the highway and play. Go for it, Harry. Make it exciting. <laughs> you want to talk about something? You want to come on? You want your voice to be heard? <laughs> Got in the middle of the damn I-95 and dodged traffic. <laughs> I'll talk about you all day long, Harry. <laughs> That's just terrible, Joe. No, it's not. Don't encourage him. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> well, folks, it looks like we have Harry Jokes on the side of the road. He's got that look in his eyes like he's, oh, he took his glasses off. He must be going for it right now. <laughs> Turned his hat backwards. Yep. Took off his coat. He threw it on the side of the road in the breakdown lane. So, ladies and gentlemen, this is going to be a good one. I look over there, I see a four tractor trailers coming up. Um, well, there's that crossover lane that's going to go to Route 34. And then we have an extended lane going over to I-91. This is going to be great. Harry, let's see you go. <laughs> well, he's got the... It looked like he's getting ready to do the double dutch. He's got the double dutch approach, and yes, he's uh, Oh, yeah, he's rocking back and forth. Harry Jokes is really committed to this one. I can see it right about now. Here he goes. Okay, good. All right, he missed one lane. Okay, he's over there. He got past that Toyota. All right, now. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, he... Oh, something almost took off his butt that day. Oh, that SUV. Here comes that GMC. Let's see if he could get past that GMC. Okay, he's going for it. Oh, he made it. Oh, I took a shirt with that one. All right, folks. It's not a good-looking sight on the highway anymore, so let's see what's going to happen here. Ah, oh, here comes these tractor trailers. Harry Jokes, he's going for it. He's on it. Oh, he got the double-dutch approach. Yeah, <laughs> now, ladies and gentlemen, and he's going for it. Look at Harry go. Look at Harry go. Run. Oh, Harry, run. Harry, Oh, my goodness. He made it to the other side. Harry Jokes, he made it to the other side of the highway. Yes, the crowd is screaming. Yeah, they're supporting him. All right, now, folks, he's got to make it back. And he's getting ready. He's in the fast lane this time. No longer the slow lane. He's starting off in the fast lane. And he's gone. Here he goes. (laughs) (laughs) Harry Jokes almost made it. That's terrible. That's just terrible. Now you tell me, that play-by-play, wasn't that more interesting than reading that garbage Harry likes to send us? (laughs) Uh, Stick to what you're good at, Harry. (laughs) Go dodge traffic on I-95 and leave us alone. (laughs) 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 <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness ah.
from the streets. Joe Ugly is on line one. To the boardroom. Joe Ugly is keeping it on. Yeah, we go. Keep it going. Joe, we be popping when he grab a phone. If you could do that, oh man, a lot of props, a lot of props. <laughs> <laughs> Can you bring back that one part? The old cheddar part? Ah. Uh, yeah, oh, you it. just know it, it then. <laughs> Joey be chopping when he got up and well the mic. <laughs> These words he trying to go, just trying to recite. Somebody trying that. You got it? Let me hear it. Let me hear it. Kick it in there, sir. You ain't never let it off. Trips out to Vegas just to bet it all. Know some live disc that'll set it off. I ain't talking Vivica. Team full of shooters that'll spit at you. School of hard knocks. Yeah, yeah. Too yeah. late. Yeah. 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 Too far back. Yeah. Okay. Right before that. Before that. Joey be popping when he yeah. grabbed the number. Yeah. Niggas ain't ready to fatty, fatty, to fatty, to fatty. Yeah. Oh, 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 that part going in. Yeah. Oh, Chad. Oh, yeah. Oh, he's actually saying something. He ain't lying. I just like it because I just feel it my own lyric. What? Joey be stepping when he walk up on the cockroach. You got to see him when he make a little sneak approach. Don't you be messing around with Joey with the track tip. He want to step on you. Do it quick. What? Let me hear You got me? You got me? Do we got it? Do we got it? There you go, Jake. Come on, you gotta go back. You gotta go back even further than that. I gotta go further than that. Yeah, right, right there, there, right there, right there, right there. Where you start? There you go. Go back, go back, go back. You gotta lead me into it. You gotta lead me into it. You just can't There you go. Put on the hell of a show. Can't describe the feeling once you grip the wheel on the post. Hey, go. Money got me seeing trouble. Turn that up, son. I'll be somewhere out on the island sipping pina coladas when we get the corner. They rock the screen. Shall we be pumping when he got up on the microphone? You don't want to mess with me. I'm going to send you home. You don't want to play around. I'm not all alone. You don't want to be there with me. I'm going to. Yo, old Cheddar, shout out Yo, to you. <laughs> he went off on that. <laughs> That's what you call bars right you ain't there. Nah, he was killing it. You know what? I'm going to let you play back so I'm not interrupting. Uh, hold on, let me get it right. Let me get it right. <laughs> I know, yeah, I got it. <laughs> this is what live mixing do right here. Yeah. Go ahead, go ahead. Show. Can't describe the feeling once you grip hey, the Yo, he killed oh, that. He killed all that. Of that. <laughs> like, like what? Two, what? Four bars? He just killed the whole thing. He, he, he was to the point. Yeah, he was. <laughs> now you don't want to mess with him. No. <laughs> I don't think so. Just say Not good ready. morning and walk away. Yeah, you know, hey, how you doing, hey, man? Hi. Don't talk too much. Just walk what? away. Exactly. You can get you other people in trouble with you. Like yeah. <laughs> you see him in the store, buy him things. It's to the point. Hey, yeah. You want gum? I'll get you gum. Whatever you want. You want uh, whatever he wants, it's on me. Just <laughs> no worries. He'll the type that walk up to the counter like, Joe, we be paying for this. Don't be looking on me. <laughs> That's when I'm like, I guess I am. Oh, Cheddar, I'll meet you in the car. <laughs> Matter of fact, take my car. I'll, walk. I'll take the bus. <laughs> Your Cheddar's going to stay old because I'm going to spend mine. <laughs> got behind. What are you doing? Shh. <laughs> you never heard him rap, did you? <laughs> Just want me to pay this and yeah. let this thing flow. <laughs> you don't want to hear. Habib, you ever been blazed up? <laughs> no. Good. You don't want to. <laughs> you don't want to be blazed. <laughs> Not tonight. <laughs> Old Cheddar saw like he would come running out of a convenience store screaming, go, go, go. <laughs> uh, oh, my like, God. Like, yo, why they call you Old Cheddar? Because I don't spend. <laughs> 
<laughs> my cheddar goes back to the 80s. <laughs> it's old. It's old. It's so old it got it got it got all kind of mold on it. <laughs> old cheddar. You know, that that's like a double entendre. Old cheddar. That's the old way to call money. Cheddar. <laughs> that's redundancy there, you know? Yeah. Old cheddar. No, just say cheddar and we know it's old. <laughs> <laughs> that's how you um that was like a status symbol right to have old money opposed to having new, new money. money yeah yeah right? yeah still is really yeah they like <laughs> ah <laughs> carnegie and them yeah we, we <laughs> if your money, money <laughs> is only one generation deep <laughs> know what I'm saying? new money you new money you new money it's kind of like a joke yeah that's what he said on the track new money and trying to deal with Oh, that's what he did. Say. Yeah, he did that's say. what he's talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I know he knows because don't get introduced to the steel with it. <laughs> old money, that, that's it. Nah, I know he gets it because oh, that's yeah. his name. But I'm exactly saying, old cheddar. Yeah, I ain't understand if other people understood. Yeah, new money is the name of the track. Old cheddar is the dude who's keeping it. Just <laughs> 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 letting you know. That was yeah. good. <laughs> All right, let's hear. Continue with some arguments. Sir. State attorneys general have filed an unprecedented number of lawsuits against the Trump administration as Democratic-led states exercise new levers of power to block some of Trump's most controversial initiatives. States have formed coalitions to file 103 multi-state lawsuits against the administration in its first three years, according to data complied by Paul Nowet a political scientist at Marquette University. The vast majority of those suits, 96, have been led by Democratic Attorney General. By contrast, states filed 78 multi-state suits in eight years of President Obama's administration and 76 multi-state suits during President George Bush's eight years in office. Democratic attorneys general sued Trump 40 times in his first year in office alone. More <laughs> lawsuits than have ever been filed against an administration in a single year. Trump is like, y'all don't know. My name is Trump. I'm used Trump to these like, lawsuits. Keep filing. Wow. <laughs> yeah. keep filing. Filing, dialing. Who cares? <laughs> Who's smiling me? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, calm down with your laws. <laughs> He's like, that's what I do. I lawsuit everybody. Y'all gonna find out about me in these lawsuits. Better get me out of my lawlessness. Word. That's Trump. Word. Trump will countersue every last one. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, we gonna clog it up, baby. Yeah. Let's go. Oh, we gonna keep the court busy. <laughs> and while we at it, Don Jr. Figure out how we can make some money on this. <laughs> Almost, he got people looking silly. I can't lie. Got nobody looking crazy. Okay, no, I'm acting I'm I'm act like I don't see it too. Arguing, playing reality. I'm acting like I don't see it too. Nobody. That's your problem. You don't look at Fox News enough. <laughs> but stuff is right in your face. You just ignore it like Fox News. Nah, I sound like that's what other people do. No, you got to do this. You got to do it like Fox yeah. News or Harry jokes. After. <laughs> oh, don't even bring Harry. Harry's just like a distraction. The CIA said Harry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Harry's just a distraction. That man is crazy. Uh, <laughs> Either he's crazy or he's a distraction. Harry jokes. <laughs> he's on LinkedIn. He's on everything. He's on TikTok. He's on Snapchat. <laughs> SoundCloud. SoundCloud. Google Plus. <laughs> He's on everything. Keep in mind, they don't even got Google Plus no more. He's nope. like, I'm there. <laughs> but I'm still there just in case they bring they it bring back. It back. <laughs> he got a Pinterest account. I saw everything. <laughs> nah, I think they set him up with like 20 accounts in there and send them out. <laughs> <laughs> you don't even know passwords, nothing. Even know nothing. <laughs> they, they control it back at headquarters. Yep. <laughs> yep. C I A. Telling you, man. Mm -hmm. Or he's crazy. Either one. <laughs> I don't know. Pick your pick your poison, bro. <laughs> uh, if, if Harry's with the CIA, they've changed their, what it means. <laughs> <laughs> It's central idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't no intelligence there at all. Oh, <laughs> CIA connecting idiots all the time. <laughs> oh, his LinkedIn uh, banner. Is that the standard LinkedIn banner? With the, that's the standard. That's the oh, standard? Yeah. 
Uh, Told you he don't even got the password. Chill. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) he's got accounts. He actually put on a shirt and tie. uh, At least it looked like for that LinkedIn picture. It's a shirt. It's a shirt. Yeah, just button the collar. Yeah, that that line down is his chain. And he's looking good now too. He ain't gonna be able to change none of his profile pictures. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. he can't. Yeah. <laughs> That's another dude. Lost weight, man. Yeah, yeah, man. I, I saw Harry weight. came up inside of here. I'm like, nah, Joey losing weight. Harry making what? No, nah, he making me look bad. Harry's like, get your fat behind away from me. <laughs> I'm like, you know what, Harry, you're right. Harry's the type that's gonna act different too at a certain point. Oh, you point. know it. What? what? You can tell, right? He's, be, he's like real cute. Walk up and down stairs now. I don't need you. For <laughs> 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 real, Harry's gonna act oh, real yeah. cute. Wait till he buy some skinny jeans. It's <laughs> on. <laughs> you gotta get a hair and bone chain. <laughs> You're gonna tell Harry nothing. What? Well, yeah. Talking about time. I'm on the next episode of Power. Power. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like Harry Power's over. He said next in the, the next episode, the next set. It's a spinoff coming. I'm on with the spinoff. That's right. A minute. Mary J. Blige and my jokes. <laughs> Give me some ugliness. Hours after the Department of Justice announced plans to lower a sentencing request for former Trump campaign advisor Roger Stone yesterday, four prosecutors quit the case. Prosecutors on Monday asked a federal judge to sentence Stone, 67 years old, up to nine years in prison for obstructing a congressional investigation into Russian meddling in the 2016 presidential election. Donald Trump voiced his displeasure over the request yesterday, calling it, quote unquote, disgraceful in one early morning tweet, horrible and very unfair and miscarriage of justice in another tweet. Shortly after the tweets, a senior Justice Department official told CBS News the department was shocked by the length of the sentencing recommendation. Okay, so I'm not listening right. Okay. They're trying to get Roger Stone's sentence. Okay. Yeah. And Trump Uh, is like, that's wrong to shorten his sentence? What happened was he was found guilty. Uh, The prosecutors, the federal prosecutors recommended that he get seven to nine years. Mm. Trump jumped on Twitter screaming. That's unfair. So the Justice Department then said, no, uh, no, 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 no. Uh, they want plans, of course, run by Bill Barr, all, who all is Trump's see, boy. All I can see is Roger coming home in like a year. Roger's a year? <laughs> Roger's getting you get home. Roger's walking. Three, three, like, Roger's walking. Three months? Three months? <laughs> you got to put a bracelet <laughs> on his ankle. For real. Yeah. Yeah. He got, and it better not have a monitor to attach. He got to do what Pablo Escobar did. He got to have what? a mansion in jail. Yeah. Oh, he's in jail. Right? <laughs> exactly. <home. laughs> Here's one guy who's wow. in jail that we never hear about. Noriega. Okay, no. so let me shut yeah, up. Yeah, it's a wrap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let <laughs> me shut up. No, no, no. Don't we're go talk- searching that. I'm out. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> nah, y'all y'all got to look up Roger Stone. Like, I, you ain't got to tell some, me. No, no. I know you. I, you better know. <laughs> you <laughs> what? Yeah. That, that man, that man, like, what? Corruption? Foul? What? Whatever. What? I do that on a Wednesday, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Corruption Wednesday. I gotta corrupt something. Like, come on, he's going home. Roger going stone. Roger Stone gonna roll his bar right now. The Rolling Stone is going home. You gotta know how this game is played. This Rolling Stone. The funniest going home. The funniest thing. The funniest thing I saw. Well, this is what I thought was funny. After Trump got acquitted, and he came and he fired whoever he fired somebody, right? Yeah, he, yeah. he fired uh, Sutherland and uh, the other um, yeah. military guy. He's he not supposed to do that or whatever. With Trump, like, yeah, you're right, disloyal. The people that resigned, <laughs> <laughs> that was hilarious. They're like, oh no, the yeah, pro- I ain't even going the through this. Yeah. I ain't going through this. <laughs> I, ain't, I ain't even going through this. Prosecutor, like, out. I ain't messing up my pension. <laughs> <laughs> there was, like, there was, like, there was several people who just just resigned. It was like, nah, we yeah, out yeah, yeah. before <laughs> the prosecutors. I think. Yeah, uh, it was out. What different staff members? Like, oh no, nah, I'm out. The janitor was like, nah. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, buddy, he ain't coming after you. Like, you never know. Just in case, you never know. That's not my pension. <laughs> I've been I've been swirling this month for forty years. I don't need this nonsense. Prosecutor out of here. I thought, I thought he was getting impeached. I didn't know. <laughs> Prosecutor, I'm just a janitor. I, I clapped in the back of a meeting one time. <laughs> <laughs> 
think he saw me. <laughs> People was out. <laughs> All I did was clean the tables in the meeting. <laughs> I adjusted some paper for the prosecutor. My bad. Ah, he's gonna be mad at me for <laughs> bringing in the cleaning up the chairs and bringing in the water for the for the prosecutors. My fingerprints are on the cups. No, <laughs> like, I need to know who's that janitor <laughs> that had the nerve to clean the chairs for the prosecutor. <laughs> Meanwhile, that nigga down in Florida. <laughs> like, I told y'all I have to get out of there. <laughs> I smell that heat. Mm-hmm. I've been in the kitchen. I know heat when I hear it, but I smell heat. heat. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I know that heat was coming. Burning yeah. my skin. Uh, yeah, uh-uh. Oh. Now, nigga, I had to go get my dog on pension. Now you're messing it up. <laughs> Anime, get in the damn bus. Get on the bus. I ain't playing with bus. you. <laughs> we going to ride this off for the next black prison. Good. I'm going to treat you like Lot. <laughs> you will know, play with me if you want to. I'll go biblical, girl. You turn into Lot's wife out here. I'm going to leave you behind. Oh, <laughs> In case you don't know what Lot is, you biblical people, Lot's wife is the one who God reached down to Lot and said, Listen, I need you to get you, your wife, and your kids and get out of town. And don't look and back. Don't look back. Oh, man. This woman, she got to the edge of town and just, she had to take a look at the party one more time. <laughs> and she like, you ain't gonna tell me what to do. Who's this old somebody I can't even see trying to tell me, <laughs> tell me what to do. Look at all that partying going on back there. That's some nonsense. He like, she up there talking about something. All of this. Why we got to leave everything? Look at the parties. <laughs> we used to have a party Monday through Monday. <laughs> you going to leave all that? We were having us a ball. He's like, woman, stop playing. Get in the goddamn wagon. Let's go. He's serious. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. He spoke in a certain voice. She's like, always want to hear about somebody who, who don't even know. When the last time you saw him, I'm going to look back. Pillar of salt. They sprinkling her on French fries. <laughs> <laughs> Ugly. <laughs> no good. No good. I remember the story. <laughs> she looked back with that attitude. Uh, mm-hmm. Pillar of salt. I had her on McDonald's fries yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> they still sprinkling her. I told y'all earlier, I did this uh, lettuce sandwich, and one of the ingredients was. Sea salt. <laughs> Lox wife. <laughs> she was good. Uh, mm-hmm. I think I tasted that fingernail. Assassinus. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Ain't that something? you turn into a pillar of salt. <laughs> no good. What's the metaphor behind that? Yeah, right. I was just thinking that too while you, while you were telling the story. By the way, people. The Bible is loaded with metaphors. They ain't all actually true. Ain't nobody, ain't nobody turned around and turned into a real pillow of salt. There's a metaphor behind it. You might as well save your the pride. Qu- yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> wait, hold on. So what does salt do? That's a real question. What does salt do? Yeah. Oh, it does. Or what was a pillar of salt back then? Like, what was it? No, no. What, the, what, what does salt do? The essential minerals in salt act as important electrolytes in the body. Okay. They help with fluid balance, nerve transmission, and muscle function. Some amount of salt is naturally found in most foods. It's also frequent added to foods in order to improve flavor. All right, that's today's t- uh, science. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah we got to go, go back, back to what a pillar of salt means because the Bible is metaphoric. Like, let me help you guys. I'm going to give you a quick, quick Bible study. Here we go. In the Bible, it says, uh, all you need, and I had this discussion with a minister, of course, all you need is enough faith, the size, and it wasn't Samuel T. Ross Lee. The T stands for Leroy. I got to let you go. But anyway, I had a discussion with a, with a minister once, and we were talking about, I told him that the Bible is metaphoric. He goes, oh, man, no, no, no. He said, what do you mean? I said, well, the fact that he had to ask me what I mean is a problem. But anyway, moving right along. You know that ain't Samuel Ross Lee. He know what metaphor means. Exactly. But uh, it says, all you need is enough faith the size of a mustard seed. And he tell the mountain, be thou removed and cast into the sea. And the mountain have to obey. That's written in the Bible. 
All you need is enough faith the size of a mustard seed. And you say to a mountain, be thou removed and cast into the sea. The mountain have to obey. Well, okay. We all in this room know if I go to the bottom of East Rock and tell you you need to go in Long Island Sun, it ain't moving. Mm-mm, buddy. So I said this to this individual, and he said, oh, no, you need a special kind of faith. They don't say that in the Bible. How do I get this special faith? Well, you know, it's going to take you to go. No, 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 no. Don't say nothing about it. I got to go to church and get a special faith. No, no. It just say all I need is enough faith the size of a mustard seed. Now, do you know how big a mustard seed is, Caleb? Small. Real <laughs> small. Tiny <laughs> whiny. It's almost the size of a <laughs> pinhead. Ooh. That's how much. He said almost. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Almost the size of a pinhead. It is so small. It is fit. It barely balances on your fingertip. It's very small. And it says that's all you need as far as faith goes. So then you got to be smart, people. This is where understanding the Bible comes in. It means you have to look at what it means, what they're trying to say, what is trying to be the, the lessons that are trying to be taught there. So you ask yourself. What does the seed do? Every day. It cleanses. That's what the sea does. High tide, low tide comes in. And fret. It cleanses. So what is a mountain? The mountain is your problems. So if you tell your mountains, if you take your, your problems and throw it in the sea, which is faith, with enough belief the size of a mustard seed that that problem is going to go away. It has to obey. You just need that belief. The size of a mustard seed in the sea of faith. And there goes your problem. That's that's a whole piece there to that whole story. So once you understand that, you understand how much of the Bible is metaphoric and you got to understand how to use it in your individual world. That's it. It is not a complicated book. Now, Mannheim, mankind, Mannheim, back in Germany. Uh, <laughs> mankind has found a way to take those words and use it to manipulate you to the next level. And you people just buy it with ease. You just, you just swallow it up with ease. Are you coming over here to this ugly church and I'm going to give you the true sermon there's not one thing in the bible that you can tell me that I can't break down to a metaphoric standpoint period simple and plain nothing name it any quote any quote there's one that is actually true it is what it is and that's of course is the, the one that all you guys know John three sixteen. for God so loved the world he sent you Joe Ugly that's what you get trying to talk about it. no no don't you dare what's funny the is, Lord's uh, work. i didn't need no help what's don't funny is choking you over there patting you, exactly back. what you supposed what? to do thank no, you no don't be he's choking stop messing with the lord's work he's choking you the lord was choking him for messing with me okay first of all it is you, you can see the, how conflicted and, I look and right you, now. I wasn't joking. You are messing with the Lord's work. <laughs> I wasn't joking. I just had to cough. He was choking. He had but to cough. I was gonna say, let him choke. What I was gonna, you don't let mess, him choke. You don't mess with the Lord's work. This is so good. Because it's called punishment. This is so good. <laughs> because whoever was listening from 850 to now, they went through a whole, they was like, oh my goodness, this guy's good, man. He's talking about the Bible. <laughs> don't let him, don't help him when he's choking. Let him choke. I'm like, what is he talking about? He wasn't, he wasn't choking us some metaphors. <laughs> <laughs> Don't help a man when he's choking. <laughs> Let him die. <laughs> like, he's wasn't not he actually just, choking, Caleb. <laughs> it's a metaphor. <laughs> <laughs> like, yo, what did we just walk into? The Lord has reached down and metaphorically stopped them from talking to me. <laughs> we, got, we got new listeners now. 
<laughs> like this is a ride. <laughs> I'm about to give him ten percent. <laughs> hey, you know, uh, 2020, the numbers went up. <laughs> Coming to ten percent. That's the Old Testament. <laughs> <laughs> we don't deal in the Old Testament no more, but uh-uh. uh, said, don't help him, let him choke <laughs> right after his nice little speech. <laughs> All in five minutes. That's crazy. What? What does a pillar of sand of salt mean? What does the phrase pillar of salt mean? It comes from Genesis nineteen twenty six. That but, was a good year, by the way. Go ahead. But his wife looked <laughs> back behind him, and she became a pillar of salt. Mm-hmm. The moral is that Christians shouldn't look back at their sinful ways, mm-hmm. as that is the path to death. Mm-hmm. Actually, that is one interpretation. The other is obedience. Lord have mercy. Obedience? Nah, I'll show you what I, I don't found. get the salt part. Yeah, this is what I found. In the Bible, it contained numerous references to salt. In various contexts, it's used metaphorically to signify permanence, loyalty, durability, fidelity, oh, okay. now usefulness, we're value, now and purification. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, purification. That's all that like stuff. Your, yeah, yeah. That's your punishment. Yeah. 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 Hey, brother Cotton. Thank you, Brother Cotton. Because you got to check the root of the road. You got to skip the fluff. Skip the fluff. Oh, T-Kong Cotton over here. Get to what it is. Nah, you just told him, let me choke. I ain't feeling you right now. It's a metaphor. I bought into it. Why you did the right It's metaphoric. Oh, my goodness. Oh, He's man. in the Bible. That's right. I'm in the Bible. God's who I got next to me. Oh, God's other son, the sterilized bastard, <laughs> the new New Testament. <laughs> That's right. Get away from this guy. <laughs> you okay? You know, I'm a loyal servant to the Lord, my Lord. And we are the Joe Ugly Show. <laughs> Our personal Lord and Savior, hold Joe on, Ugly. Hold on, Joe. And we oh, are the God, Joe, Joe Ugly Show, if we didn't mention that. Our personal Lord and Savior, Joe Ugly. <laughs> <laughs> I could be doing my job. Oh, 